Welcome to Empower to Grow, the podcast. I am your host, Hanan Al-Basha, the business doctor. Following our conversations with empowered women who woke up one day and consciously claimed, I am more than enough. I am worthy. I am empowered to grow. And along their empowering journey towards realizing their own potential and their quest for growth, they became a beacon of hope and guidance for others. May you also find your inner power to grow. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to the Uncharted Discussion episode of Empowered to Grow. This is your host, Hanan Al-Basha, and I'm still with my lovely friend, Asma Al-Kuwari. Hi, Asma. Hello, everyone. Asma is the founder and CEO of Asma Consultancy, and she is an executive coach. More specifically, she focuses on um, executive coaching for women leaders, and as a Qatari woman, that is something, as we were talking in the first episode, that is something that is unique, that there aren't a lot of executive coaches who are women and who are Qatari in, in Qatar and in the region generally. But when we were talking even before, and because we work together and we're friends, but so we've had these conversations a lot, but we were talking about like kind of the challenges and also the opportunities of women leaders in Qatar and in the GCC. And I remember that like parts of the conversation was even though the the challenges are not unique to the region, they also have their own flair. So it was, uh, you know, how, how, where do they start? Where do they want to go? How, what kind of, as we were talking in the previous episode, the the glass ceilings, where, where are the glass ceilings for them? Tell us a bit more about that, Yanni, from your experience and from your, I mean, you're working hands-on in that. And I know that you pivoted your business as well to address and cater to women leaders. Um, Where are you seeing the biggest challenges? So I think the biggest challenges, which is very common within MENA, GCC, is coming from a very patriarchal society, right? So most of people who are leaders, majority is men. Um, I'm so happy and glad that we get to see more women now that are very uh, high in positions. We have ministers now that are women. We have CEOs that are leading amazing big companies. And I'm so proud for, for these women. But there's still these glass barriers of their day-to-day work. There's still these barriers of how they um, how they take up themselves, how they operate, um, what their expectations uh, of them in this in this position, and these struggles are things that I, I work with uh, in terms of clients of how they can be more authentic, of, more of their authentic self, even with such a position. A lot of women, I think, come with this mentality is when I'm in such a position, I have to be like the men in the room or I have to uh, take in their behaviors. But at the end, it's it's doing what suits us as women, because at the end, we are different, female and male, how we operate, how we uh, what we bring to the table, which is very unique in, the, in our very different own way. So it's how I can tap into these different strengths and capabilities of myself to be able to grow, to be able to um, make my voice heard, to be able to make a, create an impact. Um, people, especially, at least I'm gonna talk about Qatar, people who are in these positions are immediately role models that small girls look for. Uh, they're looking for these role models in terms of, I want to be like her, I want to get to where she is. And I, and it's, it's not just a specific profession, it's different professions throughout 
And uh, I, I've made this like my sole purpose in terms of working with such women to, to uh, navigate their role in terms of how they can create this safe space for themselves to be themselves in such a position. And that then at the end, work with what they have and how they can tap into their own potential, uh, unlock their potential and just be where they need to be and, and much more. I love that. And I, I've spoken about this before. I, I mean, I spent a good portion of my life in corporate. And then I walked out of corporate about over 11 years ago. And I still went into private business. And I had, you know, um, one of my business partners was a man. And, and the, just the challenges within maneuvering that uh, ecosystem, whether it's exactly. corporate or even in private business, I realize now in retrospect, and after going through so much of, of my healing process, um, is that I had to embrace my masculine energy most of the time to be able to feel like I belong in the space, like I earned and deserved you my earned. place at the table. And, and that's the play. The thing is, I earned it from day one. Like, you know, just by graduating, by, by accumulating that knowledge and then that experience and then working, we don't see that. And I used to have these conversations a lot. Um, we used to have a clubhouse room every week. Uh, I had also uh, a friend of mine who was a counselor and we used to do it on a weekly basis. Unfortunately, we haven't done it in a while, but it was about imposter syndrome and limiting beliefs and yeah. the amount of conversations. I mean, we still had some men coming in and talking about these things, but of course the proportion of women was much larger was yeah. that it was, they were very high up in their careers and they still felt like they didn't deserve or they didn't, they, they couldn't sit at the table without feeling like they don't belong there. They didn't deserve yeah. it. You know, the imposter was up and it is amazing that this is part, I believe, and from my conversations and my observations, this is part that what I understood is a lot of it comes, as you said, from the patriarchal, uh, patriarchal um, upbringing of that this has actually shaped our conditioning. It has conditioned yeah. us. And I say we have been mostly conditioned by you can't, you won't, you shouldn't. And that became our inner dialogue. That became a, I can't speak up. Um, in a meeting, I can't say, hey, that's not right, or that's, I don't approve of that, or, you know, this is something that is, does not make financial or business feasibility or, you know, or viability. These are things that we are still, I think, finding our voice in. 100%. If you look at imposter syndrome, like a lot of research says that the majority of them are women and minorities, and the higher you go up in the position, the more you'll feel like it, men or women, but the more you'd feel like you're an imposter in terms of, as you said, do I deserve to be on this table? Will people see that I'm lying or I, I don't have the capabilities or the experience? But then again, you being there means that you already proven for yourself that you deserve. It's yeah. not a continuous um, journey of always having the need to prove to others that I deserve to sit on that table or say yeah. my opinion or, um, whatever it is. And I think this is, this is where most of the work comes in terms of reducing that syndrome aspect of not believing in myself and not thinking that I'm enough or not thinking that I deserve where I need to be and just being your true authentic self, because that's what, that's, what's going to get you to where you need to be. Yeah. And the other thing that you mentioned that was also, is also very important is the, the role modeling. I don't think we, yeah 
we think enough of it. And, and this has got me, part of my work is thinking of the, the ripple impact effect. I say, you know, when they ask me, why do you empower women? And I'm like, because when you're empowering women, you're empowering everyone around her. There's this ripple impact effect of understanding that your circle of impact, whether it's one person, and that could be your daughter, that could be your sister, yeah. your friend, or whoever it is, or a million people, you are setting up for them. You're, you're kind of forging the path. I'm not saying they have to follow in the same path. They get to create their yeah. own. But at least if they needed those first couple of steps, then you have created that for them. And I loved, I was in um, recently in the conference in Dubai and um, one of the sessions I was doing alongside, uh, it was kind of a classroom style and it was, she was a professor. Uh, she is a professor uh, from uh, the University of Sharjah. She's an Emirati lady. And she actually brought along her daughter and her daughter is I think 11 or 12 years old. And she's like, yeah, she, uh, she, she just said, where are you going? She's like, I have a, I'm giving a, a, a classroom style uh, lecture. And she's like, yeah, I want to come with you. She's like, she loves watching me work. She loves listening to I what love I do. That. She's very involved. I'm like, that is amazing because she's, she is looking up to you. And from that perspective, she is seeing what she can accomplish. And that is setting her to dream that she could even go further. And the beautiful thing is, it's not just about girls. It's also about the boys. I mean, I have a son and I, yeah. you know, he gets very interested sometimes in what I do. So what's it about? You know, where are you going? You know, he, he thinks that um, by involving him, he can see that he was telling me, I told you, I think I shared this with you once he came and he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, you know, I'm working on this. And he's like, why don't you have merch? I'm like, excuse me. He's like merchandise for, for your business. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> He's like, yeah. you can sell things. And of course, for him, it's watching the YouTubers and all of this and wanting to do it. Obviously, being, yeah. Exactly. But being involved, he also understands the challenges I'm facing. He's involved in, in the work I'm putting in. He understands the time and the energy that I'm putting in. And he can see also that he can become whatever he wants to be. So this, I believe, is, is the, it's kind of, it becomes an inherent mission for for women that you get to however far you can go as you said breaking through those ceilings you are setting the example for generations exactly after you. i was just going to say we are the generation creators at the yeah. end we have that capability of if it's not going to start with women on in previous generations at least it needs to start with me if yeah. i want that change to to happen for myself, for people around me, for the society, I need to start somewhere. And I feel like a lot of people, they're like, why Why do you do what you do? And this yeah. is why I do what I do. It's, it's a matter of setting that base. As you said, it doesn't have to be a specific path, but once I see someone breaking those barriers, creating that change that is actually good for such society to, to be inclusive for all women, to empower women, to to understand women and where they come from so that they they can create such a beautiful uh, life for both men and women for the next generation, the next generation, and the next generation. Yeah. So that, and, that, and that's, as you that's, said, it's, it's men and women. It's not that these exactly. conversations can happen in isolation. I mean, there's no point empowering 100%. all the women and the men are not involved in the conversation because that's just a, it's an empty loop. It's I not going to work. It's not going to work. <laughs> 
That's why I love what you said about the ripple effect. And uh, honestly, this is this is what created my logo for Esma Consultancy. Is once you start with yourself, you become that ripple effect of inspiring and uh, empowering people around you. And as you said, it's not just the women that are around you; it's about them, any everyone that's around you. It's it's your yeah. brother, your husband, your daughter, your sister, your mother, your grandmother, whoever it is. Yeah. From from your experience and from your interactions. Now, what would you say beyond empowering the person and, and as you said, um, allowing her, supporting her to see, um, so she's an executive, she's a leader um, of, of, um, of whatever level, or whether we're talking junior yeah. or senior level, allowing her to see herself in the future self and in seeing her capabilities and her potential. Outside of her, where do you think how do you think the system can support her? I think something that I also do is creating a community of people who have the same mindset and mentality. So um, having those conversations uh, with people, a lot of times we feel like we're alone and we're struggling by yeah. ourselves. But once we, once in me and you, Hanan, we know that once we start talking, we're like, it's the exact same thing and we're going through exactly. the same struggles, but everyone's like living in their own bubble. So it's always about creating this community, empowering others, discussing, having that safe space. I think this is one of the main reasons that uh, we created Jadur, one of the programs for, for women, uh, which uh, Jadur means roots. So it's getting women to reconnect to their true roots of who they are, uh, mind, body and soul. And to, to be able to not, as I said, not empower themselves, but empower everyone around them. Um, it's about, honestly, people just want to talk, want to have that space, safe space to talk about everything they're going through. There's yep. so many uh, spaces where you cannot speak about certain things or you cannot talk or you cannot raise your voice or the, as you said, you should be in a certain way, the, the shoulds um, and, and much more of the perception of what women are and what their role are in society and what they can and cannot do. So all these obligations, all these restrictions, make the woman live in her own mind, have these own thoughts where she thinks that she needs to be a superwoman and struggle with all of these things and she needs to figure it out by herself. And yeah. of course, that's not, that's not the truth. And a lot of people struggle with that. A lot of women struggle with that. And just having that space, having that uh, dialogue with themselves, um, understanding how their thought process is, understanding their emotions, understanding what they think about themselves. Like a lot of women would come and they say, I never thought that this is what I thought about myself. Or telling them that you need to be your best friend, not your worst enemy. It's like, oh, it's like a sh shock for them. And yeah. uh, it's just these small conversations, these obviously with other things, but these small steps is what helps them support, as you said, themselves, find that community of like-minded people so that they can also support themselves and, and create that society for themselves that can also then be that ripple effect. The tribe. I love the tribe. I the tribe. Like, I love the tribe. Yeah. It's it's all about the tribe. And and that's exactly. the I had read, I can't remember which book it was. I'm gonna try to remember, but it was um, <laughs> it was not just, you know, I always thought about um like-minded people, but he spoke of the like-hearted as well. So oh, he spoke that's about like-hearted and like-minded, and that I believe is what contributes or what constitutes a tribe. 
is where you mm-hmm. you find you know I think this is how and why we connected it was because yeah. it was both <laughs> on both exactly levels. exactly um, but, but that's a beautiful thing as you said it's it's not it's not about us trying to do it all by ourselves and it's not about us isolating ourselves trying to find a solution but yeah. even the the roots as, as you said it, what the roots do is that the roots actually reach out and they connect with other trees and they connect with the soil and they connect they ground you and i think this is the essence of what roots are is is the grounding the nourishment the connection and all of this and and this is what a tribe does and when we talk especially about women leaders um these are women who who stepped out of the herd who who decided to forge a path who decided to to do something more rather than whatever has been set out for them and i think this is why um women leaders need more support it's because they need to believe that they're on the right track they're on their track but this is the right track for them and that they're forging the path and they're leading by example. And this is where the tribe comes in. And this is where executive coaching and, and those kind of support services um, are, are crucial because yeah. if, if they don't exist, we, you know, there reaches a point. I know that I personally reached a point where I'm like, you know what, it's, it's not worth it. Or worth- I, I don't, I, I, I don't want to fight this fight anymore, or I'm too tired for this, or I don't believe in it anymore, or you know what, this is as far as I can go, apparently. But just having one conversation with someone or, or knowing that there's a support system for you out there, I think yeah. that's the one that keeps giving you the fuel to rise up again tomorrow and go again and fight it out and, and you know, kind of forge, forge a new frontier, more or less. 100%. And the fact that you said that sometimes you get tired of always fighting and creating that change and paving because it is a new road, right? Like if you're going to look at a new road, you always have to dig and and uh, jump over thorns or whatever it is, but you need to create that path. Yes, the first time it's the hardest, but once you're there, the, this is the, the reward for yourself. and. The, the need to always remind yourself of why you started or why you did what you did. So as you said, like get out of the herd, get out of the tribe and, and create something and be something that's a new route, that's a new road that would connect to the roots of the other woman that would help support them to be part of that path. Yeah. And um, 100%, it's always trying to remind yourself and having that community that is paving different roads, but still connect to each other to help support each other and, and, and be still be their authentic true self wherever they are. Yeah, I think that's, that is where I would love to end it. And this is where I think the most important message is being your authentic true self. Um, it is not, and I think that is something else that I think we are still learning right now and we're still discovering is you don't need to be someone else. You don't need to copy or imitate or, or shadow someone else. Um, I speak of, uh, um, I always keep speaking of because I know it's a reminder to myself as well that we are each individually unique. Yes, there are close to 8 billion people on earth right now, but each of us is unique. And by, by showing up in this world, the true authentic self, um, you are bringing something unique and beautiful to this world that the world needs. 
And yeah, there are eight other billion people of that are human beings, technically. But no one is you. <laughs> no but one, but is, no one you. is you. Exactly. exactly. No one is you. Exactly. So um, thank you, Esra. I loved it. And I know thank I can you. take another We We can continue the conversation for a few we more can, hours. We know I know. <laughs> But for the sake of this time, <laughs> we'll, uh, we will kind of uh, hold our thoughts there, kind of put a pin in it. But I know that we're, we're going to be having more. And I know that we're working on uh, a few very empowering initiatives ourselves. So, uh, yeah, more I to can. come. More to come. <laughs> <laughs> more to come. Thank you, Hannah. Thank you, my friend. Well, again, um, show up as you. And if you need the support to understand what that means or how you could do that, then, you know, we have uh, people leading my example, like Esma, who can support you along your way. And more importantly, to understand that you bring something very unique to this world, to your world. It doesn't have to be the world of the 8 billion people, your world, whether it's one person or a million people you are needed in your own circle. So as always, I wish you love, abundance, and prosperity, and we're going to catch you next time. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Empowered to Grow podcast. For further engagement with a tribe of empowered women, join my Facebook group, Empowered to Grow, or visit my website, www.hananelbasha.com. I'll catch you on the next episode. And until then, know that empowered you empowers others. Love, abundance, and prosperity to you all.